I'm coming to you live from the Ranger Room at Mammoth Cake Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And today is it's Monday, first of all. So welcome to the week. Welcome. I hope I hope that everything is going well for you so far. Sitting in your cubicle, just thinking about how you're not gonna do anything this week. Not a thing. I hope I hope you get that done. Just know that I'm right there with you in my cubicle, not doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got, yeah, life is beautiful. Is that? That's, that's, yeah. This that's, weekend? That's this weekend. Oh, wonderful. The L-I-B. Looks like I won't be leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, unfor- I unfortunately have to go down there. Yeah, because you're moving down there. Does yeah. that mean you get a free music festival? I was thinking of that. I guess it does, you know, since I'm literally going to be, like, right next to the grounds. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm no. going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to yeah. get it no matter what. It doesn't matter what my opinion is on it or anything like that. It doesn't yeah, matter if I want it. You're going to get to see Chance the Rapper. Is he playing that? I <laughs> love <laughs> 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 Oh, you said that in the most, like, parent way you could, and God bless Chance for having a name that sounds like a parent made it up. Oh, you're going to go see uh, Chance the Rapper, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Who uh, is... Vampire Weekend. That was the main one I was interested in. Oh, Vampire Weekend, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Vampiro Weekend. Yo, Chance the Rapper is playing. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Billie Eilish. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, Post Malone. Cool, cool, yeah. Uh, I saw Slushy Banks on here. Oh, that's two different people. <laughs> Slushy and Banks. Hmm. But here's who's there. Slushy Banks, that's actually very fitting for the episodes we were talking about today. Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, CRJ. And? And? Yeah. Dashboard. Dashboard's going to be there? Yeah, so you oh. get some free Dashboard. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool right there, man. But I like that transition that you were making. Slushy Banks. <laughs> yeah, Slushy Banks, yeah. Because our first episode... There's No Business, Like Snow Business, Part 1, which originally aired May 13th, 1996, written and directed by the man Douglas Sloan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this episode starts out with a very famous piece of Power Rangers lore, right? <laughs> Tommy getting the Dear John letter. Um, yeah. So we... we uh, the episode in earnest kicks off with just like powder being cut. 
you know, powder being shredded and all that, mm-hmm. and seeing this mount. And I wish there was a proper reveal, like a proper build-up to it, but maybe it's just because she lives so big in our hearts. Yeah. But on the on the TV, in this little CRTV uh, that's uh, sitting on Ernie Zendor's countertop, we yeah, have it's the same one where we found out about all of the the pillows being stripped of their feathers. Well, this is a different one. This is like a hand. This is like a like a like a not a handheld one, but a one you carry around because that one wasn't that one. Um, I feel like he had that one like like a like a bar situation where you had it on a crane, <laughs> something like that, or he had it on like the little rolling cart that they used to put the TV on in elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Something like I felt like it was something like it. Me, you know what? I would it's very interesting how many TV how many TVs uh may have been around in Ernie's indoor, how many different ones they've used. But this one is definitely like one of those ones you would go camping with, you know. It's like battery okay. operated, takes about like 12 of them. Uh but uh on these. Yeah, on the monitor we have this announcement for a uh, it's like a mountain ski resort kind of thing. You know, it's a commercial for it. And the yeah. spokesperson for it is champion snowboarder Heather Thompson. We hear... The queen <laughs> of VR troopers. Yes. Miss yeah. Sarah Brown. Sarah Brown has graced us once again. Power playthrough. Hall of Famer. <laughs> if you are a Patreon subscriber... You know how we feel about Miss Sarah Brown. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, absolutely yes. wonderful. And here she is, looking one, like just looking, you know, looking Sarah Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's talking about the the new ski resort because we gotta, you know, we gotta we gotta set set the scene. Yeah. We do. We, we gotta do. set the scene. But as you said, the very 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 um, important part in Power Rangers history happens inside Ernie's indoor right now where Kimberly through a letter says I've been fucking someone else oh god yeah so Tommy is doing sets and Rocky and Adam are watching like as he does it and here's here's something I gotta say about it someone that someone brings a letter Ernie brings the letter from Kimberly and Tommy is like sorry man Got to get this workout oh, in. The worst mistake. I know the, a, the, the biggest mistake in this fucking life. <laughs> like, the biggest so- social mistake he's ever he's ever done. It's definitely the biggest social mistake. But like, if Kimberly meant something to him, a letter from Kimberly would have been like, "Oh, I got to read this one second. Yeah, exactly. He was like, "Nah, I got to get a workout in." Adam, read it out loud. I want to know who this guy. So there's Ernie does hand him the letter, but someone hands the letter to Ernie. Someone just comes in in like a mauve shirt, and we don't see anything but his hands. Like the camera tracks just the letter, so we just see the hands of the people handling it, right? Hmm. Until it gets to Tommy. So we see this letter come in, some mook bringing it in. I don't know who he is, but he hands it to Ernie. Ernie comes down, uh, hands it to Tommy, or attempts to. And, he, and like you said, he's too busy with his set. He's got yep. He's got to do these reps. So he has Adam read it aloud. And it quickly <laughs> just goes up in fucking flames. 
It's like, Tommy, I hope you're doing well. My workouts are great. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to say. I'm in love with someone else. And Adam's like, I shouldn't read this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says I should. He like, he's like, all right, uh, stop. Um, here, Tommy. Tommy takes it and then finishes it out loud. Yeah, he does. It's... He's like, well, you already know my business. Yeah. And I got to say, though, got to say, good, good, good emotion from Mr. JDF here. Yeah. Good. I mean, like, Adam, you know, Johnny on Bob, JYB, obviously doing it was what he real does, discomfort, you know, <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, man, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was exactly, I don't know. This is you. It's really <laughs> uncomfortable feeling. And it was very palpable. So good job on, on JYB. Uh, JDF though really really milks it really sells it good acting on his end. Um, I every- love that he goes off to the beach to mope. Yeah, he does. He goes, <laughs> uh, hangs yeah, out he- around the one tree on the beach just moping. <laughs> this is the the very uh, we got. I want what it, I want to know the actual location of that because that little. It's like a little island. It's like a little yeah. pebble island. And it's been in VR Troopers. It's been in Power Rangers. But I want to know the actual uh, shooting location for that because I'd like to go there. But Maybe we'll go on the PMC 2020 <laughs> tour. Maybe. And the, while uh, Tommy is down there, the Machine Empire are going on about, you know, humans, weak, let's exploit their emotional weakness. And um, they suggest a robot that will make people fall in love with machines. Yeah. And so, they make RoboCupid. RoboCupid. Which, if you listen to our O-Ranger episodes, is Bara Printer. Bara Printer, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that made a woman fuck a fridge. <laughs> uh, so good on them for keeping that plot. <laughs> I <can't. laughs> Wholly unnecessary, but they're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Because they ca- they literally can't use any of the footage of, of like, the po- the Tokyo populace, you know, getting horny for machines. They I can't... actually think it's really interesting how they do the fight footage for this one. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, it's, they, they started, they, they started at the end of yeah. the fight in the Sentai episode, which is crazy, but... Yeah, like, they couldn't use any of the footage of the Japanese populace going, like, wild, you know, for machines. They they can't, yeah. obviously. So, can't, there's no... Can't use a woman shunning her child and for it, fridge. Yeah, and any any fights between the rangers and the printer, while they're morphed, there's nothing to indicate that it makes people fall in love with machines, right? Except for the bit that they use at the beginning. Yeah, except for the bit they use. But that's literally it. So they could have worked around this whole machine-loving plot, but they didn't. They're just like, let's, no, fuck it. That's good. We don't know what else to fill this this out with. We can't send everyone to the mountain. That's too expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Adam, Rocky, Aisha, you're dealing with people fucking machines. Yeah. But while Tommy's on the beach, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, there's a beautiful little montage. This is like mm-hmm. a legendary kind of montage, too. 
yeah, of all of the great times that Tommy and Kimberly had together and all the kisses that they shared on screen. And all the times he neglected her for <laughs> various activities. For the woods. <laughs> for the woods. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kat sees this as an opportunity. I and would... she swoops in trying to comfort her man. I mean, her friend. Her friend. Her friend. <laughs> and it doesn't really work, so she leaves the beach where Big Shoulders William is waiting there. And he's mm-hmm. like, I know what to do. Yeah, he does. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Good good brother Billy. He's like, you know what's gonna you know what's gonna cheer up this fucker right here? You know what's gonna do a point? You know what's gonna get this sad fuck off this sad train? Some well, extreme... let me tell you, <laughs> a really long fucking hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get this man a very long hat that tapers. Yes, kind of like a prankster or, or, or jester from the Middle Ages. Did you love the friend who had to scream uncle in a Christmas story? Well, we got his hat. Yeah. Get that man his hat. Let's get him on top of this fucking mountain. And yeah. uh, let's carve up some powder. And we get extreme sports. We get fucking just snowboarding going on. Yep. Cat's uh, a, a skier. But she also doesn't want to go up with the boys right away. She wants to get some hot cocoa in the lodge. But Billy, well, William and Tommy <laughs> yeah, need to go to the top of the mountain and start carving. Yeah, buddy. Tommy's hat is so distracting to me. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so fucking stupid. Like, I mean, this is of the time. You know, it's... this. Oh, no, it's perfect for 1996. But, man, does it suck. It's... In 2019. Oh, it sucks big time. It's just a goofy-looking fucking hat. There's so much to it. I don't get it. This was, and this is like a hat exclusively designed for like snowboarding. I have to imagine. Just so yeah, he, if you just he, wore it, this, he's hat wearing a in fucking weather. Yeah, he's wearing a fucking windsock on his fucking head. Yeah, like you can. Yeah. I. It's truly just for snowboarding because if you like, I, I. That's all I can think of the practical purpose of it, because as you go down the mountain. Your your funny little hat just trails off, you know, like you yeah. just just go goes like you're fucking like an elf, like it's <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous. It's so fucking long, and the it trails mag- behind you like your arms if you're running like <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> it trails behind them, and in order for do to do that, that means the material's pretty breathable, pretty light. Yeah, so this doesn't even serve like the purpose of a knit cat normally would, which is to keep you, you know, warm, insulated and all that. So I honestly is... don't know how that hat stays on your head when it's catching so much wind. It looks really, really like maybe maybe that like bottom cat part is like wool and then it gets progressively like they like bed sheety. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's stupid as shit. It's real fucking stupid. It looks like um looks like a homemade like knuckles 
costume, you know, like oh, the, the, like that yeah. that uh, uninformed mother made for their child for Halloween. No pattern. Um, no pattern. No, it's just like, just she she has a picture, you know, from like from some like gaming magazine or maybe like just a fucking cover of the box. Like it looks like he has he's red. He's got something hanging off the back of his head. Whatever. You know. She made it based off of one of Tommy's drawings. <laughs> Yeah. Well, while the boys are carving up that powder, we start at the final battle of O-Ranger, where Printer has fallen in love with Acha. But does, does Barra Printer fall in love with Clank in this one? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Briefly, very briefly. Okay. So, yeah, machines are in love, and Clank and Orbis. Orbis is the little one's name. Orbis breaks it up with a nice shot to RoboCupid's head, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay, yeah, that basic, that whole love sequence. Yeah, it's, that's, that's our first uh, bit with Cupid. And afterward, after that whole bit, Rocky, Adam, and Aisha go to Ernie's indoor and Everyone is making out and stroking machines. Like, Stone is in there, and he's kissing on an arcade cabinet. A lot of people are just touching TVs really sensually. I liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, people are getting real fucking handsy with all the, the technological boom of the 90s. Yes. Uh, Ernie, the way he is rubbing... His uh, blender. Oh man! Is it like he? That is a lonely man. This is a thing. This is a fucking thing. This dude's pulling his actual moves. Like, like, <laughs> like, he's pulling his actual moves here. Like what he he's lo- doing. He's like, he's like, he has it. He's like, like he, like he, he has his hand position on it. Like it'd be his hand on like the ear of his partner. Right, and then he like he's like kisses it like kind of higher up, so it'd be like kissing like right on the on the like like right on the brow or something like that. And then he like brings his brings his fingers to his lips and like presses mm-hmm. presses a kiss into him, and then he like gently presses it into the side of the glass, like he'd be pressing it into their cheek or something like that. And Adam's face is fucking perfect. <laughs> he just. <laughs> Adam's face I, is tremendous. I wish I guarantee you JYB was going, "Why did I take this job?" <laughs> it's really fucking good. I wish I wish uh wish we had somehow this uh, like the, a picture of Adam to companion this because fuck, man, it's really good. They look they look elsewhere. They see uh, Lieutenant Stone giving flowers to a fucking like dig dug machine or whatever's over there <laughs> uh there's there's a couple of gals like fighting over i'm not quite sure it's some kind of box so you have to believe there's something in it maybe yeah. but um right next to just him a is motor a, yeah right, right next to him is a girl who has a like a like a corded touchpad or a corded uh touch tone phone whatever the fuck they're used to be called uh 
touchstone phone is it yeah is that it anyway yes like but uh yeah she's just like caressing the size of it and rubbing rubbing her hand over the face buttons and shit the two girls next to her tugging on the box whatever there's a guy that has something silver i want to say it's it's like it's probably one of those popcorn machines those those late 80s ones oh yeah yeah and then uh at the end we see like a girl rubbing on what looks like a it looks like a it, may, it could be like a portable heater but everyone is getting down on these devices do you think those moves that ernie's doing do you think when he goes to the bar ernie was going the actor when he was here was going hey the show i'm on has 170 episodes baby that's syndication money Hmm? <laughs> mm, let me put one on you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You ever, you ever been with a? They what did what a date? To, what what did Power Rangers win? They had to win like uh something, right? Some kind of awards for kids television. Power Rangers 2017 won just Let's some see. nominations. Let's see if I could look it up. Oh yeah, that's it. Daytime Emmy nominated. <laughs> What are the kids' kids' choice awards? Kids' choice awards. They must have won one of those, right? Because kids' choice awards was going since like ninety one. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers won. Uh, nope, they were just nominees for a lot of stuff. They didn't win anything. Oh, they they started in eighty eight, baby. So they had to have been on. All right, kids' choice awards, Power Rangers. Well, the Power Rangers franchise has been nominated for six different awards. Yeah. But won none. Still nominated, baby. Yeah. Or nominee. No. Yeah. Nominated. Yeah. So Ernie has definitely pulled that out. He's definitely yeah. he's definitely pulled that out while giving the, the blender the blender caress. I was nominated for a daytime Emmy. Yeah. Why don't you suck on this uh, knob that I haven't seen in four years? <laughs> if you can find it, you can put it in you. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh what a great pickup line. <laughs> if you can find it, it's yours. <laughs> Finders keepers. Yeah. <laughs> it may just look like a tip, but I promise you there's about four more inches buried underneath. <laughs> well, at Angel Grove Pines, yeah. we see a bunch of cogs coming in dressed like Johnny Tsunami-style snowboarders with the yeah. fun dread hats. And they're ready to hit the slopes, and Cat's like, no, I gotta get to Those aren't guys, those are cogs. And in the most tense chase scene ever, the cogs are on a lift and then Cat's on the next lift, just staring intently like, I'll catch up. It's going to be there. All right. So their, like, outfits, their fucking outfits are egregiously 90s. Or why well, should, their gear. Because they're, uh, it's, um, cool borders. 
you know, straight up cool border shit. Actually, not cool borders. What mm-hmm. was the, what was the the snowboarding? What snowboard kids, snow kids, something like that. There was like one where it's like chibi characters that did snowboarding. See, I don't know that one. The only game that comes to my mind with snowboarding is SSX. SSX, well, yeah. Well, it's specifically SSX Tricky, because that changed the game. See, I never got Tricky. I just had the original one. Oh, wow. You never played Tricky? Yeah. Nope, never. Tricky, man, that was one of the... Talk about, like, Hall of Fame demos. Which yeah. Is, which is, a, I think, a pretty cool list to, to put together. I was thinking that demos are a thing of the past, and then I was like, eh, it's actually a lot easier now. You don't have to buy a PlayStation magazine. Yeah, those but those those PSM discs were were pretty cool, man. You had some cool videos on there, some cool real like sp- you could look up like um, compilations of those like behind the scene videos they packed on there that were just terrible and also just gave you a very very humorous look at what was perceived as cool <laughs> back then. <laughs> hmm. But um, yeah, these guys, the the cogs, they have hats with foam, spiky, multicolored pieces coming off the top of them. And yeah, it's like um, what Johnny Tsunami's friend in the Disney Channel original movie, Johnny Tsunami, wore when he was snowboarding. I didn't see Johnny Tsunami, but that sounds you weren't you weren't big on uh, Disney Channel original movies. No, I was because. I watched um, Brink. Oh, Brink was a big one. Yeah, Brink was like one of the ones. Uh, Susie Q, obviously. Um, You know, and then uh, fucking Halloween Town, uh, Can of Worms, uh, Smart House. No Cadet Kelly? No Cadet Kelly. I didn't see Cadet Kelly. Hmm. Wasn't there missed... another Disney? What was that? Was a made for uh, Disney TV movie, right? Um, the one where um, the the kid's a robot. It's like my teenage robot son. I don't, I don't remember. It had like as a very like well known character actor in it, or not quite human. That was it. Well, and it, and it starred uh, Alan Thicke. <laughs> yeah. Alan Thicke was like the dad. Alan Thicke was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, not quite human. That was it. But man. that was 1987. 19, that well, that was my jam. All like there was like three of them, I believe. But uh, that was my shit. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Not not quite human. Not quite human too. And uh, still not quite human. Hmm. You want to guess the plot? <laughs> Lonely man creates an android son. Okay. And that that kid wants to fuck. Okay. Fuck. Did God I get it? Damn, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's jump to the third. Still not quite human. Okay. What do you think happens? This is the third movie. Still not quite human. You just gave the plot. Lonely father, or lonely man, creates <laughs> creates a robot son so he can become a father. That and robot it, wants to fuck. And that robot wants to fuck. Now we're... we're Three movies in. What's going on and still not quite human? I I feel like it's the same plot. Yeah, but we gotta go bigger. There's the third movie. Okay. 
what can we do with... So, what year did this come out? 92. Okay, so time travel wasn't the trope yet. Mm, well, I mean, Back to the Future just came out like the previous year. Or Back to the Future okay. 3, yeah, I should say, came out well, like the previous year. So, I in, mean, it's, at that it's, point it's in time, there, but Back to the Future that, 3 is winding down, too. So. Well, the whole, the whole plot of Back to the Future is time travel. Right. right. Yeah. But why are you saying right? Movie trope, <laughs> <Like again. laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Go on. The kids' movie trope is incredible. First movie, mm-hmm. weak second movie. How do we follow it up? Time travel. But you're not off on that. Yeah. That that does seem to be how it go. I mean, unless you're talking about Turtles and Turtles Two. I mean, Turtles One probably. One of the best comic book movies ever made. Yeah, it may be the best. Like I, I have, I really don't have. It's hard for me to make lists of like the best things and put something above something else because I get so sentimental about stuff. I'm, I'm a big feeler and all that. But like, it, you know, I really don't have any issues saying that the first Ninja Turtles movie is the best comic book movie ever made. Like, and yeah. it and holds up incredibly. Like, it's it just the effects are amazing. But um. Yeah, that's, well, the, I, that's the beauty of practical effects, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Going um, with what you're saying, Turtles Two ain't a bad time. I I understand. I weaker under, weaker movie. I, yeah, as an adult, weak, it's a weaker but movie. As a kid, I liked that movie more. Yeah, and that's what I don't get either. Because most the most common complaint I hear all the time is, "Who is Tokar and Razor when they make it Rocksteady and Bebop?" And me as a kid, who's balls deep in the turtles fandom doesn't give a shit you know yes. and you can't get more into turtles than i was at that age you know mm-hmm. like you can't and so when turtles 2 came out and they had tokar and razor i just ate it up i was like look at them they're terrifying you know fucking wolf and snapping new, turtle new villains yeah it was just cool to me I don't give a fuck if there's no krang or rock city and bebop these guys are scary you know it's like this works for me and, obviously, I mean, we're a bit biased with our background, but the ninja rap, you know, it's like... It's, oh, I saw Vanilla Ice the other day. Oh, like in person? Yeah, I saw him driving a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Mr. Winkle, right? Yeah. A, yeah. Rob Winklevoss or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The Winks. Um, so, still not quite human. Yeah, so still not quite human. Third movie. So. Alan Thicke's been replaced with a robot. How'd you do that? <laughs> How'd you do that? Did you look it up? You fucking looked it up, didn't you? No, I didn't look it up. <laughs> yeah, the dad comes robot too. There's like there's an evil there's an evil Doctor Carson now. He is an android Doctor Carson. Yes. That's... Okay. See, I didn't think that he was evil. Okay. Oh, I guess but. I gave gave away the gun there, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you got the you got it though. You got it. Like the father's a robot now too, because there's like a there's like a company or something, you know, or fucking whatever, like a like a like a um, rival company or something that wants his fucking technology or whatever. They kidnap him. And so no one catches wise. They replace him with their own version of the android, but it's of him. And that's the premise. Now his robot son has to get him back. 
Hmm. Well, the guy that played Chip looks now, he mostly looks like he plays Meth Boyfriend. Or Lumberjack Daddy. In this day and age, yes, doing the, the Meth Boyfriend look is mm-hmm. actually kind of profitable if you're talking about just like bit parts and all that. Because we have so many shows that require the <laughs> those looks, you know what I mean? That require Meth Boyfriend? Yeah, they require those looks. I mean, you got your, you know, you got your Law and Orders. Uh, you have your any number of Netflix or Hulu originals where it's just unnecessarily dark. Um as a young man, he looked like a cross between Michael J. Fox and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> that's a good. That's a, you know what? That's that's not a bad combination, honestly. That's very warm to me. But um, I'm pretty cool with that. Um, yeah, if someone, yeah, yeah, for real, the the meth head, like the meth head boyfriend. Uh, ever since Tim and Eric, baby, like. If you if you unconventional looking, <laughs> get on in here. Yeah, you can get some work. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're living in 1996, some people already had some work. <laughs> and after that intense chase scene where Cat is chasing Chip Carson and the other Chip Carsons, yeah. still not human characters. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. The, we see the boys in the ski lodge. They run into Heather, and she goes, we should do the Widowmaker. Yeah. And Oh, we go, also get the, the song, Here Comes the Power Again, too. Yeah. Which, which is cool. And we get some more music. So stay tuned. But yeah, the, we should try. They, they meet Heather, who's Sarah Brown, you know. Say yeah, no more. Just... She says one thing to Tommy about like being chicken, and he basically shits and pisses himself at the same time while g- giggling. Yeah, if you call Tommy a chicken, yeah. ugh, he's like, no, I'll do that double black diamond course. I'm yeah. also not going to let a woman be better than me. Yeah. And Billy, William, is kind of like, well, I'll just go. Because <laughs> Tommy can't be left alone. Yeah. He's too sad. Yeah, she's like, you guys aren't scared, are you? And she does the, like, Caitlin delivery. Yeah. And then but... Tommy's like, scared? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm definitely scared, but mostly of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they go up to the mountain with Heather. And um, Cat chases the... Uh... <laughs> uh, the Snowcocks. The, Car- the, Car- the Carson family. Uh, yeah, the, just a, just a league of Chip Carsons. Yeah, chase them up to the summit. The same widows of the Widowmaker. Yeah, the widows maker. Excuse me, Widowmaker. Um, she chases them up to the summit of it and follows them down on, on skis. And these cogs are taking out like the caution signs. Yeah, they're taking out like you know, stay on the path. You know, don't veer here, tree ahead, all that stuff. They're getting, they're taking them out. That's their plan, which is, I guess, something. You know, like I, like, so Mondo says, like, oh, I'm going to get rid of all the Power Rangers in one day. He's going to fuck with the Rangers that are on the mountain, 
and then back at Angel Grove, everyone's going to be fucking machines, and that's just going to be really uncomfortable for them. Yeah. So, I mean, both of these plans, I, maybe, eventually, I mean, RoboCupid could kill, theoretically kill our Power Rangers back at home, but the Mountain one is just like, I'm going to get rid of all these caution signs, and I'm just going to hope they're going to go down this part of the mountain and just die. Unless, yeah. unless they're just doing it to get, like, un, um, just to get, like, uh, civilians or whatever, but that'd be weird, too. Uh, they'll kill whoever they want. Yeah, so... But Kat's carving this mountain up. She's going through. She's doing great. She's doing a lot of jumping and missing humongous yeah. rocks on what looks to me like a very dangerous summit. It does. It does look extremely... There's, like, a blooper in the second episode we're going to talk about where it looks like Tommy stunt actor dies. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, elsewhere, back at the peak, the boys are with Heather, and Heather emasculates Tommy once again and just fucking just acid drops, <laughs> like, down. Well, she looks at them and goes, you guys scared? And they go, no, but you should go first. And she yeah. goes, well, then the last one down buys lunch. Yeah. And then... And Yes, she goes, then Billy, and then Tommy in his ridiculous hat that you can't stop looking at. Yeah. So when she sees, when Kat sees the cogs running off of the signs, she's like, all right, fuck this. She transforms, and we get, honestly, a very unique and cool fight because we see um, American footage of the Pink Ranger fighting on, like, a snowy hillside. And yes. the pink is hot. It's like hot fucking pink in contrast yeah, that's the to the one white. thing i've never liked about the american uh zeo suits is that pink ranger did not screen match the o-ranger footage at all yeah and also did you notice like maybe it was just new props or something like that but her her like belt and her holster were like bright gold like they weren't weathered looking or anything they looked really fucking gold like recently painted but um in this fight she's having with the the Carsons um, she uh, it's a pretty cool fight but we get we get this the instrumental version of fight going on the the uh, the expanded version and it's really fucking cool just to see yeah. this and as I'm watching it I'm just like and oh and it's intersplice with the footage of the other three coming down the mountain and shit fights going on she's fighting the fucking Carsons like it's all happening and as it was going, I was just kind of like marveling at it. And I was just going, fuck, man, this is Power Rangers, you know? Like, it's, yeah. I really took it in there for a second. I was like, this is it, man. I was like fucking rocking along with the song. Like, it was just, it hits. It hits, man. It's 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 uh, it's good 90s shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We did miss one thing. We need to talk about Balkan Skull for a second. Oh, yes. Very important. They do hate their motorcycle very much. Yes. But then RoboCupid comes up, and then they love that fucking motorcycle, but hate each other. Yeah. And they're fighting over who's going to put their dick in the tailpipe. Yeah, they're going to get... Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And I'm real sorry that we're being so blue about this, but that's the plot. (laughs) You describe it to me in a different way. That's to, like, you know, just... Point out the lie. Oh, Point out the lie. What, they they just want to rub it. Yeah. No, they don't. What do, what do you think's gonna happen? What yeah. do you think's gonna happen? Okay, all right. Theoretically, here, right? She 
Cupid blasts them, and now they're in love with the fucking machine they're nearby. Like, right? So they're in love with it. What's going to happen? You saw how um, Ernie was on that goddamn blender. Yeah. He's looking to juice himself. Like, he's looking (laughs) to get it going. (laughs) That's the episode title. He's looking to juice himself. Like, it is bad. It is all bad, man. Don't fucking tell me that this isn't about fucking machines. Because that's exactly what she's trying to do. Like, that's exactly what she She makes them fall in love. And they're so smitten with them that they just want to fucking be inside them. They want to put their tongue on them and all that shit. It's bad. There's no lie told here on the PP. Yeah. These are these are the these are but, my, these are me and Dan's truths. Let's leave the machine fucking alone for a second because the only person that's about to get fucked is Heather because she rolls down and she doesn't see the signs even though Cat stands in the middle of the snow and goes stop stop Heather just flies off the side of the mountain. Yeah, to be continued. Literal cliffhanger. Our next episode. There's no business like snow business. Part two, airing May 14th, 1996. Again, Douglas Sloan, all by himself, said, I'm going to write it, direct it, get Sarah here. Sarah's hanging off the side of the mountain, calling out to Tommy and William while while Rocky is in the power chamber going, how do people love machines? They're not real. They can't love me. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the yeah the the rest of the Rangers are figuring out they're figuring out the regular Ranger episode. Yeah, yeah. And um, when they're coming to these conclusions, Adam says, "Well, I, I guess we better get Tommy and the rest." They bring up the viewing yeah. globe, and they see Tommy and the rest, or Tommy William and Cat on the uh, edge of the mountain, looking down, and like fifteen other people. Well, yeah, fifteen other people soon join them, and uh, Heather is hanging. And uh, off the side of the mountain, just a little, little, like a little sapling is the only thing yeah. holding her there. You, you ever seen, uh, of course you have. You've seen Black Sheep, right? The Chris Farley. Yes. Davis Baby. Remember when he's like holding onto the side of the mountain? It's like, thank you, That's... little roots. Please, <laughs> be, please hold strong. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> So Sarah is Chris Farleying on the side of the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's, that's that's what I wanted to say. The Power Rangers cannot come to help out the Snow Bros. Yeah. Because RoboCupid is still destroying Angel Grove. And Mon- Mondo... <laughs> the fight we get between Adam and RoboCupid yeah. is incredible. It is. Um, but there's a little part in between where we just got to get the, you know, it's like, it's Power Rangers, right? So we start off with either the bad guys or the good guys, and then we mm-hmm. jump, we jump to the other, and that's every Power Rangers episode, like just yes. the first five minutes. So since we start with the good guys, we go to the bad guys and Mondo is kind of like just talking more about the same plan. Uh, he talks about Tommy, Cat, and Billy are distracted by their friend's plight. Um, yeah. And RoboCupid's going to take him out while they're divided. and But then he calls Tommy, William, and Cat Snow Bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> he also blames 
clank that name for means the cogs some, failing. That that term means something different now, Mondo. Or maybe meant some, maybe it meant the same back then. I don't know. It did. It did. <laughs> it did mean that. Oh, he's so he's just learning. He's just learning. He's being a silly silly robot, uh learning silly Earth's, AI. Yeah, learning Earth's uh perversions. <laughs> yeah. We don't use the term snow bunny anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we just call it a, we call it a normal relationship, normal relationship. That's right. So they get in, they, uh, they transform and they go there, like you said, and then, um, Adam gets into that fucking fight with Robo Cupid, which is awesome. Um, and this right here is where I was like, holy shit, this is why Zio is so fucking awesome. Well, one of the reasons why Zio is so awesome is because we're getting sick fucking Power Rangers music with O-Ranger fights. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. You nailed they, it. They they are the perfect matchup. Yeah, like Low Rangers action to Power Rangers tough yeah. guitar riffs. Yeah, it was like here we go, here we fucking go. Yeah, you Zeo quality music on the O Ranger quality fights. You can't. Yep, you can't go wrong. It's that's what's. It works, man. It works really, really well. Uh, but yeah, we see uh, Adam use. His like, what what does he call it in this? What he does like the super fast punch? Oh, uh, they just call it a Zeo power punch in this one, but it's like his uh, Choriki flurry in O Ranger. Yeah, yeah. And then he busts out the axe and he does a another. Uh, he does like a signature move on her. But yes. then we jump back to the mountain where, like you said, fifteen other fucking people came up. And Tommy's like, if you got a jacket, hand it to me. Tommy, everyone has a jacket, bud. It's the snow. <laughs> everyone has a fucking jacket. Anyway, they tie the jackets together uh, sleeve by sleeve, and they toss it down to Heather, who can't quite reach it. So Tommy's like, all right, Billy, hold on to my belt so he can lean over a bit with it. And she... That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you have to call on... Big shoulders, Billy, yeah. to hold your bird-chested ass. Yeah. Anchor. While you, yeah. <laughs> oh, let me get the biggest guy here so that I know won't move. Yeah. And sure enough, I like, we don't get, we don't, we don't see it, but I know Billy just has just one hand, just one hand, like, grasping the, the loop of that belt, and he's just holding them, not, not budging. That's, and that's in real Tommy fashion, where... He puts himself in a like illusion of danger so he can look cooler, but he knows he's completely safe. It's yeah, it's like Tommy for the longest time now has been that guy that says, Hold me back, you know? <laughs> like he says real fast under his breath, hold me back before he acts a fool. <laughs> yeah. And he's got William there. Yeah. And William's like, Don't worry, I can handle all fifteen of these guys. I can lift up Heather and half this mountain. Don't worry. <laughs> So, when they get back up onto the mountain, Billy shoes off Tommy and uh, Cat and just makes his move and rubs Heather's shoulders like, you okay, girl? Yeah. But then Tommy comes in with a big kick. Yeah. <laughs> to RoboCube. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very... Uh... Was this the episode we talked about on... on uh... On uh, O Ranger, where we said that guy was a was a common rider. 
Yeah, that was a common rider kick for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a rider kick for sure. But um, yeah, he opens up with that. He, um, Rope Cupid fires back, but they manage to dodge it as a group, and they call on the. Uh, I almost called them Chiriki. <laughs> uh, they call. They called the upon the Zeo Swords and yeah. the Defender Wheel. Yeah. The Defender Wheel knocks down Robo Cupid, but as we. I kind of like this, like how they do this instead of the normal shit, just by the numbers. Um, at the command center, uh, Zordon says, well, they may have dropped her, but the spell hasn't worn off, so she is not dead. You know, she isn't defeated. Which really bumps up the Machine Empire's power yeah. in stating that, like, beating him once isn't good enough. Yeah. It, like, it's just handled a little... I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Handled more care. I don't know if someone gave a shit. I don't know. But yeah, we get uh, back to typical Power Rangers fashion. We're going to make this motherfucker big. Yeah. Uh, and this one is a real hold for time because we call on the Zords and then we get all five of the uh, energy crystal lock in, energy crystal lock in all five times to yeah. make the Megazord. He, yeah, and this this is in fact like completely threw me. Maybe it was um, a maybe it was a telling of how well these episodes sat with me. But by the end of this Zord battle, I thought I was going to see credits. Yeah, me too. Then I like, but I think that's just programming. I, that may be just programming. You're probably spot on with it. So one thing I noticed when the Megazord was called is they did not use the O-Ranger sounds for that because they cut the thwomp that always makes you laugh. Yeah. Um, but the battle goes ZO5 helmet into 4 helmet, back into 5 helmet to call the saber and end the battle. So we get the 5 helmet just to make it because that's always helmet number 1. Then we go into the Taurus helmet so that he can just start slamming his head into him. <laughs> Yeah. And then Saber. Yep. That'll do it. Mondo freaks out because the love spell is broken. Yeah. Bulk and Skull realize that they still hate the bike, but they continue to hold hands as lovers do. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have this little standoff where like, you let go of me. No, you let go of me. And they just kind of, you know, it's true platonic love, baby. Yeah. But like the effect of them falling out of love is cool, I'd say. I love that everyone at Ernie's Indoor tries to play off like they weren't just kissing machines. Yeah. <laughs> A fucking stone like yanks his like bouquet away from the machine the like the arcade machine. <laughs> He's like, That's not for you. Yeah. It was never for you. Um but th the effect of them falling out of love uh, we see it on Bulk and Skull, but um, it happens to everyone at Ernie's Indoor, where we see the like a heart float out of their head, and it's just oozing, like it's just a ooze, like it's like a superimposed heart that they're just like pouring ooze onto to make this effect, hmm. and it's just dripping. It's like it looks real Ghostbusters two kind of ooze shit going on. But like it's oh, a cool effect. Thick pink ooze. It's a it's a really cool effect. Hmm. So 
Like you'd think. You'd think you'd be getting a joke and then credits, but we go right back to the Machine Empire, where Mondo and Machina are like, let's not let them wait. Let's do another beast. Yeah. The Defoliator someone, on the Rangers. Someone making sense in the villains, where it's like, why give them a chance to rest? Just send, send another one down. Yeah. Um, on the mountain. Yeah. William and Kat are trying to convince Tommy that Heather has a little crush. Yeah. They see, but she's sitting there signing autographs. Yeah, she's signing autographs. And and Tommy's like, wow, she's got a lot of fans. And then she, like, waves over to Tommy. It's like, come up here. Cut the line, you know? And Bill is yeah. like, or Kat's like, looks like you got a fan, too. And he's all, <laughs> and he's like, come on, you saved her. Go up to her, you fucker. He's like, no, yeah. you guys did just as much as me. I, well, true. William well, did. Yeah, true, but go up there. She clearly likes you. Yeah, you've got the long hair that she likes. Yeah. So, go. You've got the you've got the very long hat that she didn't find embarrassing. <laughs> That's a keeper. You wear your stupid fucking windsock and she's hey, all right but, with it. Yeah, if you're in a relationship, buy one of these hats. <laughs> Buy one of these and, hats. See, and if she stays with you, have the keeper. Have dinner with it on in public. Yeah, in public, and <laughs> see how she. If she keep, if she's cool with it, marry her. Yeah, or right or, away, or him, or them. Marry them. That's it. If they, if they rightfully get angry with you, send them our way, and we'll explain <laughs> everything. Yeah. Tell them it was our fault. <laughs> tell them tell to DM us on Twitter. Or Dan's personal email, because it's out there. Yeah, because that's how everyone gets in touch with me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So, Angel Grove's really fucking hot right now, man. Yeah. Uh, Howling Jack is telling us over the radio that it's just, it's just butts. It's just fucking sweaty ass crack. It's crazy hot here in December in Angel Grove. I don't know why Adam's still wearing that gigantic sweater. They, yeah, both Aisha, or excuse me, ooh, both Tanya. Yeah. Uh, I think I said Aisha earlier in the episode, too. Because I said Rocky, Adam, and then Aisha follows. Oh, yeah. I said it earlier in the episode. Uh, but, God, uh, Tanya and Adam are both wearing just a billowy ass sweater and not only that adam is in his currently fighting rocky in the middle of the ernie's indoor on the mats those nice yeah. vinyl mats that never feel nice during the heat um, yeah you hit that you either stick to it or you just get wetter than you were <laughs> yeah and uh so Strenuous physical activity while in these sweaters. They come up to the bar, get, get refreshed, and Ernie's No like, one's sweating as much as Ernie. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> sweat. The man's a sweat elemental. He's, <laughs> he is sweat. Yeah. He's all, jeez, like, I, he has a couple lines here about being hot, as a fat guy would, but, yeah. Yeah. But. But he's got a fan going. It's directly on him. Yes. Yeah. But so, on the mountain, it's still snowing. It's yeah. not hot 
at Angel Grove Pines, which I don't think is that far from Angel Grove. There we'll is address w- that later. Yeah, there is one line. There is one yeah. line where where it's a it's hotter, but it's still, you know, snow. The mountain. snow's not slush. Yeah. Um. So Heather and Tommy, Cat and Billy are on snowmobiles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're riding through. And Heather's always like, "Let's go a little further. Let's do a little further." Having some Cat- good old yuppie action. Well. What's funny is the body language on the snowmobiles, mm-hmm. because William and Cat are on one, and Cat is just hands on William's hips, no one's moving. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very like, you. It's a ride for a reason. It's not a <laughs> ride for fun for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Heather and Tommy are riding, and Heather is just moving around. Hugging tighter, yeah. getting loose, Woo! yelling and yeah. screaming. Yeah. Uh, really enjoying her time on the mountain. When they stop for a second, Heather goes, let's go a little mer- more. And Kat's, Kat goes, I really want cocoa. And Billy goes, yeah, I want to eat. Do you think I can maintain this body not yeah. eating? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to let that boy cook is essentially... The game plan. Yeah, and Heather is really thirsty. So she wants to show Tommy a real special spot. Her favorite spot. Her zen spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts just, to get a little vulnerable with Tommy. Just and in and a little to, bit up. <laughs> tries to talk to Tommy about Kimberly. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, but uh, your friends told me about... Uh, <laughs> Your friends told me how you were uh, broken up via letter in While public. You worked out. <laughs> and you had somebody else read the letter to you. Yeah. So And he's uh, like, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, I'm not bothered by it. She, she leans in to try to kiss him, and he's like, no, no. Yeah. I got to go. And I respect that. He isn't just moving on from Kimberly. He's not like... Well, that one's gone. Let's see this one. Yeah. She's really in, in enchanted with him. Like, she has this, like, before this, like, it's not necessarily a lean. It's almost like the world is pulling them together. It feels like the world, the distance between them is getting shorter. No one's actually moving, but they're getting closer. And she has this look into her, into his fucking eyes that Miss Sarah Brown can do so well. We know she's incredibly talented. But, she was... Wasted on children's television. <laughs> and she fucking killed it. But uh, she has this look, this sharing, sharing this look with him. And that's when Tommy pulls away and he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, you know. Let's, let's, let's go back. Yeah. And in the lodge, Cat is staring off into the sun. Oh, and by the way, this is where we get one line where Tommy's like, "Man, it's kind of hot up here, isn't it? Like for, I mean, for a for a snowy mountain, doesn't it feel a little hot? You know." So there is one line about. See, I thought that was nerves. That's good. Yeah, but I think it was a. It was definitely about defoliator. Yeah, it was one hundred percent. But it was convenient for him to to like segue out of that. Yeah, and be like, oh, it's hot up here. All right, so at the lodge, 
uh, Billy and Cat are hanging out, and Cat is elsewhere. I mean, she's right there. She's right there on that couch, but she is fucking miles away. Because Billy's trying to talk to her about Heather and Tommy, and she just, she's looking out the window miles away, man. Yeah. And Billy's like, Cat, you there? She's like, oh, yeah. And then Sorry. they get they get a call from Zornon. The f- yeah, great sh- importance. Shit's getting hot. Get back here. Billy and Cat are running to find Tommy when they run into the two of them. They talk about their dinner and a movie plans and how William and Cat should join them. And William just kind of goes, "We actually have to go, Tommy." And he's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, you know what, Heather? I do gotta go. See you later." Yeah, he's like, I'm real sorry. Uh, I don't know when I'll be back, so probably just make other plans. And yeah. we get it to be continued on Sarah Brown's sad, sad face. And while I was watching this, I was like, this is the reason that Kimberly and Tommy worked. It's because they knew there was no, like, where are you going? Oh, I can't tell you. Yeah, there was no uh, Mary Jane, Peter Parker situation going on early yeah you know before all that i really liked this like downside to being a superhero yeah no it's it's real the rangers have never had a downside to being rangers like they've never really missed out on anything we don't see their grades failing because it's always like they're still straight a students they still have time to do after school activities yeah not like my life is consumed yeah if a date was in, if a date was interrupted between Kimberly and Tommy via some kind of Power Rangers reason, it was, you know, it was understood. It was shared. You know, like they know what's happening. They they both got something to do. Even if Kimberly couldn't respond to it, Tommy couldn't respond to it. The other one knew. You know, so there wasn't yeah. any, you know, like what the fuck is that about? <laughs> there yeah, wasn't no any uncertainties. Yeah, there wasn't any uncertainties for anxieties to build upon. So that's. Good stuff, good stuff, for sure. Yeah. The bloopers are real funny, by the way. Would the, we see, like, an ex, uh, extended version of, um, or not extended, but, like, a, an add-on version to uh, Bulk and Skull holding hands, where it is, like, <laughs> Bulk's like, what's going on, man? I think I love you. He's, <laughs> like, it's like, it's, like, super emotional. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we get to see some uh, lovely uh, um, bloopers of Sarah Brown being silly on the mountainside and stuff like that. And uh, when she's like holding on to the, the sapling on the side of the mountain, like someone off camera is giving her direction. And she just flat out stops to look and say, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. But yeah, let's get on to part three. There's No Business Like Snow Business continues in part three, which aired May 15th, 1996. You already know who wrote and directed it. Mr. Sloan. Douglas Sloan. Zordon starts talking about the greenhouse effect. (laughs) Also. We we stop. We, like, or the episode hasn't started, so I guess, like, we just get a little uh, more you know kind of kind of like a buffer here where Zordon asks everyone, you wear the greenhouse effect and everyone gives their piece about at the time, uh, global warming is what we also called it. Yeah. At the, 
at the time wasn't taken serious enough. <laughs> but uh, you can bet your ass, kids television uh, was making uh, like you know like uh, recycling and uh, eco friendly and all that was like a big part of the morals of children's television. Every yeah. every fucking ranger here gives their like gives information. They all give like exposition on global warming. And once they stop talking, uh, Zordon's like, you're all very well informed. Anyway, <laughs> there's a monster. <laughs> and he's kind of doing that. So, and, uh, I mean, like, everything's getting real hot. We think it's King Mondo. Yeah. Uh, Tanya, by the way, is super fucking animated about this. I don't know. She was she was um, high energy in this episode. In her uh, 80s in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> She's high energy in her delivery. Uh, on a few of her lines here. Do we go to King Mondo at all, or do we go right to Bulk and Skull? We go right to Bulk and Skull. Um, yes. They're, they are uh, tasked yeah. with taking care of Lieutenant Stone's prized guarding, garden for the judging of the Police Horticulture Society. Mm-hmm. Then we jump to Mondo. The police in Angel Grove do a, a lot of... Of team building, they do, and not enough police. They don't. They. Uh, there's a lot of, um, I guess, uh, extracurricular. I guess you, that fits for this. But there's a lot of that shit going on. We take care of bake sales. We have horticulture, fucking um, contest. We. But it's specifically the Police Horticulture Society Awards. So there is a team of policemen and policewomen that have these opulent gardens in front of their home. Maybe it's a situation where a lot or of they've they've cut maybe they've cut the funding on the uh all right, so they cut the funding on the police because they're largely ineffective against the threats that face Angel Grove, right? And in order to get that funding, they had to kind of like dress it up in different ways like they have to do something like they they have to do something that uh like um involves a community or some shit like that in order to get funding for the um for the precinct okay and this is one of those so one of, this is one of these avenues unless I, I, huh lieutenant stone doesn't know what the word police means because they don't do any <laughs> police work <laughs> Which is why they have the police bake sale, because he's doing a bake sale. Yeah. And the police horticulture society, because he doesn't understand that other people aren't police. <laughs> I mean, they don't do anything. The Power Rangers do all of the, like, police work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, That's pretty funny. I like that. Uh, that's an acceptable... Uh, reason, but uh, as he's like explaining this, um, Bulk and Skull, or well, Skull, like he's like grabbing one of the the rose bushes and like one mm-hmm. of the one of the bulbs just comes right off and he freaks out. He like shoves it in Bulk's mouth, who proceeds to swallow it before Stone turns around. It look it's it's definitely like Schreier and Narvi nonsense, you know. It's ex- like it's it's them. Uh, I would like to think that they didn't give them anything. Yeah, it's like be your be yourself. Be you guys do your thing, as as this is rolling. Uh, there's a very brief 
uh, cut to Mondo, who's just doing the standard villain shit. You know, it's like plans coming together. You know, talking with his 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 hot robot wife, and yeah. uh, back back at a Stone's house. Um, Bulk and Skull get to it uh, at the lodge back on the mountain. They come in to meet up with Heather, who um, and they're they're packed up. They're leaving. They yeah. realize that they have to be in Angel Grove. They have to do this work. Yeah. And Tommy has a little talk with her where he says, I'm sorry about dinner. I'm sorry about everything. He's all, but we got to go. And I want to tell you why I got to go. Yeah. I want to tell you why, but I can't. Yeah, and it's good. You know, it is good. I don't I don't feel like there's going to be um, – we, we've talked the last couple of uh, zero weeks where we said that, like, where's Tommy? What's going on with him? Where we're actually a little deprived of him. And uh, JDF does good stuff in in these three episodes here. He gives real and uh, gives real good emotion. When Cat comes back, she has this look in her eyes when she's looking at Tommy, and she bites her lip a little bit. But uh, yeah, so he has a little heartfelt goodbye with her. He says, "Like I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could, you know, tell you everything, but I just can't. Trust me that it's important." And she yes. she says things happen. It's okay. And she like kisses him on the cheek. And then she goes. So, Angel Grove. At Stone's house. <laughs> All of the flowers have been killed by the heat. Yeah. And Skull looks at Bulk and says, we should really think about moving to Mexico. Oh, but first, um, there's a little, uh, they get Billy in the command center, and Billy's rocking like a, a heartthrob, uh, like a, like a, like a heartthrob poet's tunic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean, it's all right. So you know the you've seen Empire Records before, right? No. Oh fuck! All right, one of the I've heard you talk about it yeah. so much though. <laughs> all right, Soft Boy, who who loves Liv Tyler, he basically has like the same shirt as Billy, but he mm-hmm. doesn't fill it out. And uh, oh, and uh, Billy filling it out. And but but they're getting to the they're. Uh, they're talking science about what's going on, and of course, it's just it's just William in the house, uh, getting daddy work done. But yes, we jump to uh, Lieutenant Stone's house where the flowers are fucking dead. Yes, and Bulk has an idea. Oh yeah, that they may still be able to win this fucking thing. Command center again. All the ranges there. Defoliator is destroying plants and trees thereby causing a greenhouse effect in angel grove gotta stop defoliator it. is bara dart from o-ranger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from one and of our very favorite episodes yes and he is already huge he's already big boy uh i like the usage of bara dart here because there's so much of it so much of the bara dart stuff that cannot be used. Yeah. But and they, they make sure to include, which is very fitting, that that uh, that sunset fight. Yes. They, yeah. They, and they, the uh, and the fight where the fight where yellow and pink just get worked over. Yes. Like I was watching this with the O Ranger footage in mind, going, "Wow, this really worked. This one." 
really, really work. Yeah, yeah, because how they transition, since the the mech fight happens after the pink and yellow fight, obviously, in O-Ranger, how they transition it is they bring him down, and then they jump out of the mech, and he's regular size. He's on the ground. It's like yeah. it's just his body, and he's not moving, and they're like, well, I guess we got him. You know, it's like, this is weird. They usually explode, but this dude's not breathing or anything. I think he's dead. And as they walk away... His hand starts to move. There's a very villainy laugh that happens, which is kind of, kind of, you know, takes away from from a little bit. But still, but still, it's effective in its and uh, how they transition, how they make it work. Yeah, the Zord battle and the like whole sunset battle of it with the heat wave story arc worked so well. It does. It does. Yeah. Another reason why they think that they got him is because it already it's already cooling down. You know, and that's. Uh, if the monster's effect is gone, that means the monster's gone. You know? Yes. So, at Ernie's indoor, Ernie's coming around happy to not be sweating so much. Still sweating. And you know, big Tommy movie. is just working out alone. Yeah. And they're like, we got to do something about this. Yeah. He's going to be in the woods again. We just got him working out with people. <laughs> and then he had a letter read aloud. Yeah. And now he's... He's, We're here, he's, and he's there. He's, the next step is he's in the woods. He's yeah. He's awkwardly punching a heavy bag on the camera. yeah. That's not weighed down at all. So this 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 uh this stand is just rocking back and forth as he's pelting it. Uh, but Catherine uh, has a plan. Yes, Catherine has a plan to cheer Tommy up. Yeah, yeah. She. Do. We cut to the defoliator, and he is talking about how he's going to destroy every plant in the world it's really so he just it's really states his yeah thing. and it's really cool because this is american footage but his eye is going and everything like that and that's really neat to me because most of the time or what we're accustomed to with early power rangers is that when we get the suit over there's something wrong with it you know like they don't get all the parts or whatever or they, the the motor in it died long ago or something right well, at this point, the suit's a year old. Yeah, at this point, yeah, the suits are still and fresh. And they're not, they're not made to last that long. Yeah, but, like, it's just, it's like another kind of thing that just makes Zeo feel bigger, you know, or makes it feel, like, yeah, just bigger, I guess, you know? They're, they're spending a lot more money on these episodes than they've spent before. Yeah, so... Cat is setting up a table. Tommy gets an invitation to some mysterious... Uh, to a formal dinner formal. at Shay Ernie. At Shay Ernie. Like, yes. first he's like, I'm not taking any more letters. And Ernie's like, this is a this one's good. This is good news. Trust me. And so he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And that's what he... Uh, imagine having a ra- an irrational fear about the mail. <laughs> yeah, it's God. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I get it. I wouldn't only bad news comes there. I, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him one bit. But um But so, imagine having a fear of mail <laughs> in the time of eBay. <sighs> no, I don't know what's in that. Yeah. That I don't know what's in that box. That's yeah. not me. Yeah. That's you. It's gonna be my mother's head or something. I don't know. It's like it's it's never good. What's in the box? <laughs> it's never good. <laughs> um so cat is setting up a dinner table with a nice arrangement, uh, like a frilly table covering, uh, silverware, uh, those long fucking candles. And, uh, like it was also the little, uh, candle, like 
I don't know, reefs or whatever. You slip them over like cock rings. <laughs> you slip them over like cock rings. <laughs> candle, like the candle cock ring, but it's flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she's lighting them. And this really, like, honestly, god-awful song is playing. Like this yeah. CMT original movie like song is playing. It just sucks. The lyrics are terrible, too. They're really fucking terrible and disjointed. But she's setting it up, and it's like, oh, what's going to be happening here? Is Kat's, Kat's making her move. Kat's making her move. Tommy comes in, dressed in a fucking tuxedo. Way too big for him. Way too big for him. It's like, Kat, what is... I, oh, you look beautiful. Kat is in a, in a toy pink dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tommy makes a comment about how good Kat looks. Yeah, it's... It's also it's like a red pink dress too, so it's kind of yeah. like a little yeah like it's a little touch but it, but it's a yeah it's a more red it has a red shade in that pink for sure, which is what she won't but <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah he says you you look beautiful and then behind him Heather comes around the corner wearing a very cute uh baby blue uh cocktail dress cocktail dress and Kat's like oh. Like your your dinner, guest is here. Yeah, your dinner. Yeah, yeah your, get, your guest has arrived. But Cat and Tommy share some. Yeah, this long looks. This look for a second, but when he sees Heather, he's like, "Oh my God, you know, Heather, you're here. What are you doing here?" And they sit down, and Cat leaves, and Cat meets mm-hmm. Tanya outside, and they're walking, and and Tanya's like, "That was really nice, of you, Cat." And Cat says, "I don't know if it was really nice or really stupid." And Tanya's like. She's like yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> and she's like, Cat does that kind of lip bite thing again. She looks at Tanya and she's like, ah, forget it. Don't worry about it. Well, the defoliator shows up yeah. and they morph in front of about 40 people. Yeah, and this is what I'm talking about with Tanya. Tanya screams at this motherfucker. Yeah. Defoliator! And <laughs> she's like, the fuck is up here? Yeah. <laughs> And he makes him. He makes his, you know, tree pun, and she, uh, Tanya is just like snarling at him. She does not yeah. fucking tolerate global warming, or any any advocate for it. <laughs> so they am. they morph, and we get the fight from O Ranger where they're fighting on the stairs, just pink and yellow versus uh, Bara Dark. Getting getting work. Getting work. Yeah, getting work. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very long staircase fight. Where we get a few cuts in between uh, American footage and Japanese footage. Yeah, the way they transition and is really good because they get thrown down the stairs, which is all Japanese. But the final like drop cuts to American footage, which syncs up really well. And they call in for backup. So at dinner, they're having a good time. Adam and Rocky come barging in through the doors, kitchen doors. Yes, the dumb boy and the long shirt man yeah. show up. And, and, and like Adam's like... He's just, like, motioning to him. It's like, we gotta go. We gotta go, man. And Tommy's like, oh, fuck. Heather looks back, sees him. They both smile like idiots at her. And like, she just goes, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, she smiles at them. She looks at him and like, whoa, what's that about? Weird. And she, he's like, oh, I gotta go. And she, like, laughs. She's like, that's not a joke. Say psych right you know now. Long, you, know? you know how long it took me to drive here? That fucking, oh, I love that. I love that so much. That real, real, where it's like, you fucking beautiful, dumb piece of shit. You know? 
I don't have the flying car anymore, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So the boys show up in a, like, the girls are about to be finished off, and an explosion happens in front of the girls, and there are the boys. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool entrance for them. Tommy fights the defoliator for a little bit, and Zordon calls for his death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, use the Zeo blaster. Yeah, get him. Put this. And m- I thought I thought it had a better name. Hey, don't. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, we've got gun, sword. <laughs> this one's a mega gun, so. <laughs> Blaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he's dead. Yep. And we jump to Stone's uh, house where he, yeah, where the judges are going over his uh, his arrangements. And he's a like, gentleman, saying to Bulk and Skull, you're about to witness history. And yes. she comes up and she's like, yeah, this is real nice, but uh, we don't give out awards. Or we don't have a category for her. Artificial. You are disqualified. Like, what? <laughs> Bulk and Skull are trying to shimmy away in the back. Like, yeah. <laughs> doing this really funny shimmy dance. Trying to get out of there. He stops and him. Stone walks up to one of his flowers. Yeah. Rips it out of the ground and points at the price tag. Yeah, it's it's got a... It's like... It's fake flowers um, stapled to a uh, bit of fiber board. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a full on prop, and there's a do- like on the yeah on the bottom it says a dollar fifty nine, and he comes up to him, and these boys are sweating like really yeah. really sweating, and he's like, "You guys stay right here, don't move a muscle while I think of a way to punish you," and he walks off and fucking more just Narvi and Schreier shit, full on. You have to believe this was, you know. Cutting room floor stuff, but it was just too goddamn funny. Yeah, because oh, you moved. Yeah, they were oh, they were shit. staying there, and they bring up because there was a line we didn't touch on earlier that was pretty funny. Where when the flowers were dying, or like, do you know Spanish? And and Skull's like, or a Skull asks Bulk, do you know Spanish? And Bulk goes a little. <laughs> <laughs> Got me good, but um. And he's he's a why he's a, like because I think we need to go to Mexico, man. Stone's gonna kill us. So they return to that joke here, where they're frozen in fear, sweating, and Bulk says, "How far did you say it was to Mexico?" And Skull, Mister Narvi is just his face is frozen, his eyes are moving back and forth, and he tries to talk, but he can't can't move his jaw to talk. Is bulk turns to look at him, and when he does that, his eyes go wide. He goes back to looking like his original position. Skull catches him. He says, "Oh, you moved a muscle," and he's, "Oh, I moved a muscle." And they, like it's it's really fucking funny. You could tell they oh, they just you can tell they killed the fucking crew with that. They popped the yeah. boys real hard. They those guys have so much fun. Yeah. But, um, and that's why they're still friends. That's why. That's absolutely why. We go to Che Ernie's, <laughs> where 
the candles are still going and Kat's talking to Tommy, who's sad boy hours right now. And he's and he, she's like, I'm sorry about Heather, you know. And he's all, it's okay. Yeah. He's all, I, I have friends, you know. It's like, and I'm real lucky to have a friend like you. She was too good for me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she was. She absolutely was, Tommy. But um, and Catherine, you are too. You are too. Too good for him. Uh, but he says, um, it's just gonna take time, which is a smart thing. Just. Uh, but he says, you know what, Cat? would you like to dance? I guess time was up. Yeah, he's like, there's nothing wrong with a little dancing. Real close no. dancing, though. Like, forehead to forehead. Like, Yeah, they, they dance, and this is where... I mean, like, I always knew that I liked girls. Uh-huh. But this is where I liked girls. Yeah. This is, this is where I fell in love with Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Ernie, who's just doing inventory in the back, he mentioned that earlier, comes up to the counter with his fucking crate of mangoes <laughs> and, and just sees them dancing. And he's like, I love happy endings. And then he proceeds to jerk off. No, he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves. But you he, got me. <laughs> we, get this, uh, we get this isometric shot of them slow dancing. And then, yeah. Go to we go to the the bloopers, and that's our block. The bloopers are funny as shit, though. Very funny. Uh, I didn't watch them. Spulk and Skull have. There's a fuck. All right, so like Skull is doing like a. It's just more clownery, more like inside jokes between the boys, um, mm-hmm. where Skull's looking right at the camera, and he has this weird kind of Scottish, maybe yeah, this kind of like Scottish inflection. So mm-hmm. watch me wipe my brow. And hmm. and bulk look and bulk like looks at it in the same direction. He's all, "Watch me wipe my brow, bro!" <laughs> and like, and they're just—it's fucking—it's just absurdity, you know. It's just real fucking absurdity, but it's fucking amazing. It's just them clowning at the camera, just like I said nonstop popping the boys. A Scottish accent's always pretty yeah. funny to me. And and like, this was just them rolling on him because like it keeps cutting back to it. It's just it's just all like Bulk and Skull stuff, but it keeps coming back to this part where they were doing the Scottish accent, and Bulk's looking at him. And he's all budget. I have no budget for myself. You know, like it's, like it's, ah, uh, they did so much heavy lifting for the entertainment aspect of Power Rangers. You know, like it's it's insane, and they are like I till the end of my till the end of my days, man. I will always say that they are the most. Um, talented uh, entertainers on the roster. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, they tried to recapture that magic again with Neo Saban and never really found it. Yeah, I'm actually very excited for when we get to Ninja Steel because I've heard a lot of people hate Victor and Monty, but someone who I trust, James from mostly... <coughs> James from Mostly Speaking Sentai, he loves Victor and Monty. Yeah, he stands for him. Yeah, so I, and we, I trust his opinion. We, on yeah, comedy. we trust we trust him. So, yeah, we probably will too. Yeah, in six, eight years, something, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I plotted out a lot of episodes last night. I don't know if you looked in the Google Drive. I looked at. I, I was looking at notes, but. 
the episodes this week document, I was plotting out Beetleborgs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, just because I want more information on the the what we're watching this week doc. Yeah. And like there isn't that much Zio left. Like maybe nine episodes. You're saying we're going at a good pace. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. So there's like maybe nine, ten weeks of Zio left. So well, well man. And then we're gonna be doing the turbo movie? Fuck. Alright. Going at a faster pace, but that's the PP work ethic. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, I, that's all there is to say. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Good job. But, uh, yeah. Good episodes. Yeah, good block. You did a good job today, Freddy. Oh, thank you. I'm real proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till we're doing this again. Yeah. It's real different not having you here in uh, my arms. Okay. I know. That's where I'm used Especially because I, I can't see your face, so I can't see when to stop saying something or when to cut in. <laughs> yeah. No, it's different for sure. Um, yes. But yeah. But I, I think that's it. So thank you so much for listening to our show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them, so go get you some. We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song power playthrough where you can get that at rainer.bandcamp.com and while you're there get disasters get in circles get scenery it's worth it it's worth the the good boy time yeah yeah man yeah they got a show coming up with uh off with their heads which is so fucking uh exciting off with their heads is an awesome punk act uh really 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 good shit just came out with a new album themselves but, uh, yeah, our boys, Rain, are going to be opening up for a man. That, that's going to be a packed fucking show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe now with our new schedule, I could make it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, da- uh, we're on. Danny already said he's going to have a spot for me on stage f- to use a triangle because there's going to be no room elsewhere. You're using a triangle. You're a triangle player in Rainer. That's what he said. He said you like he's. <laughs> he's like you're on the list, baby. By list, I mean you're playing triangle because there's going to be no room anywhere else. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for them. We're on Patreon. Just spouting out nonsense. <laughs> it's just vomit coming out of our mouths three Fridays a month talking about big bad Beetleborgs. Yeah. Head over there. Become a patron. Become one of. Become one of our toilets. <laughs> Oh God! Because <laughs> you 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 like the PP so much that you're just a toilet. Yeah. Y- yeah. Um, is that come, is that see, what we call our? <laughs> is that what we call our patrons? Our dear, Do we call our, them toilets? Because they receive our, they our, receive our PP. Our dear toilets. Do you? I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're still workshopping. It. We're still um, workshopping. It. But if you want to find out where this reverence came from for Miss Sarah Brown. That's the place to go. Yes, you, where our 30-episode VR Trooper series lives in full in infamy. for $5 a month. Yeah, and you can hear it all. You can hear us go through all 90, what's it, 94 episodes? Yes. God, yes. hear us go through all 94 episodes of that fucking show. There was 94 episodes of VR Troopers. Did you realize that? 
Go find out right now. And <laughs> if you have been sitting here through 175 episodes of Power Rangers with us. <laughs> that's insane. That's, that's thank it. you so much. Yeah, for and real. If you've got if you got something you want to say to us, good or bad, you can send it to Dan's not personal my email. personal email. <laughs> not my personal email. You could send that to powerplaythrough at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you put okay to read in the subject line, we'll read it on the show. Yeah, for like real. Like we did for our man Thomas Meehan. We did. If you um and if you just to speak on just to, to pump the Patreon just a little bit more. Um, if you think we do not talk about child eating enough, please check out the Patreon. You can... Oh, it's bad over there. <laughs> There's an episode of VR Troopers where it is just a solid... 25 minutes. 25 minutes. 25 minutes talking about uh, Nutty Nicks. Yeah. Find out what the Nutty child Nick... eater. Find out what Nutty Nicks do. It's child eating. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, follow us on social media at Power Playthrough on Instagram, P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook. And, um, you know, just remember we're your number two Power Rangers <laughs> podcast according to the Feedspot list. Yes. That's not a remember. You're hearing it for the first time. Yeah. We talked about it on the Patreon yeah. in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. But, yeah, that's right. Number two, baby. Your. Your number two Power Rangers podcast. We can Ranger legally say that. Ranger Dangerous number one. And they can have that. They can, they have, can that. have that. They, they deserve they can, it. They can have that. We're going to strive for number one, but we totally understand they, why they, they have it. They have 500 episodes out. Yeah. That's them. That's theirs. Yeah. Right? Well, we love you so much. We're going to let you go. And may the power protect you. I got to get some not quite human going on for me, man. I got it in me now.